Hi, and welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and we are going to continue our series on how high achievers think, what are their habits, what are their traits, so that you can become a high achiever yourself, or if you're already a high achiever, you can just become a master, right? So today we are going to talk about skill set and how high achievers know that they need to practice their craft. And it's about taking a skill and practicing it so that they become that master at it. All right, let's get into today's show. Okay, so this is also episode 44 of our 100 Days of Podcasting. And again, we're wrapping or coming close to that halfway mark. So how should we celebrate? Drop me a DM or a message or email, text if you know my number, and just say, okay, Sherry, this is how you should celebrate at 50, <laughs> okay? All right. So today's show, again, is continuing our high achievers' habits and traits. We're on number three, skill set. High achievers know that they need to practice their craft. So what is a skill? According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, I looked it up, and it's as a noun, the definition of skill is the ability to use one's knowledge effectively and readily in execution or performance or dexterity or coordination, especially in the execution of learned physical tasks, or a learned power of doing something competently, a developed aptitude or ability. I want you to keep in mind, developed. And then as a verb, skill means to make a difference. I thought that one was pretty darn cool because I think we would all agree that high achievers make a difference in the world. So what does it take to practice your skill? How much do you need to practice your craft in order to become a high achiever? And there's a lot of discussion on that. And you may be familiar with Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote a book a few years ago called Outliers, The Story of Success. And in this book, he said that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to become an expert or master performer in any given field. Now, there's a lot of people that agree with this and a lot of people that would argue that number. But we're going to go with the arguing for the 10,000 hours in this podcast. And I'm going to tell you why as we go through. And so many people do believe in the 10,000 hours of practice as at least a guideline. Even Macklemore wrote a song about it. So you could look it up. It's called 10,000 Hours from Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And one of the one of the lines in there, he says, the greats weren't great because at birth they could paint. The greats were great because they, they paint a lot. <laughs> so there you go. That shows that, you know, and they probably are born with some talent. And even Malcolm Gladwell does say that, that talent or natural talent does play a part in this, but you still have to practice the craft. Now, his critics say that it is about natural talent and that some people can become a master at something in a lot fewer hours than 10,000, or some people could practice something for 10,000 hours, but if they don't have any talent for it, they're never going to become a master. 
he totally agrees with that. And actually on an article I found online, he defends his theory. And he says, when he wrote 10,000 hour rule, no one succeeds at a high level without innate talent. And I wrote achievement is talent plus preparation. But the 10,000-hour research reminds us that the closer psychologists look at the careers of the gifted, the smaller the role innate talent seems to play, and the bigger the role preparation seems to play. In cognitively demanding fields, there are no naturals. And he goes on to talk about if you had a surgeon and you were about to get back surgery, would you want the surgeon that said, don't worry, I'm highly gifted at this? And I learned it online. Or would you want that surgeon that says, don't worry, I've done this 10,000 times. (laughs) Like, that might be extreme for a surgeon, but you get the point. We want the people that have practiced their skill over and over and over again. Earl Nightingale, who was an American motivational speaker and author and known as the Dean of Personal Development, said that one hour per day of study will put you at the top of your field within three years. Now, I didn't figure that out, how many hours that would be. Not quite 10,000, right? So that would be, I should have figured that out, 365, three times. So definitely not 10,000. But you get the point. Whether you want to do one hour a day or go for that 10,000 hour mark, Everyone agrees it takes practice to become excellent, and high achievers know this. So whether you, like I said, want to work on that one hour, there's a few things you need to start with first. And that is the thing high achievers also know is that They practice the skills they are already naturally gifted in, and they outsource areas of weakness. So Malcolm Gladwell knew this, and even his critics know this. That was what they were arguing about, (laughs) that natural talent does play into this. And when Malcolm Gladwell wrote the book, he was really talking about the average person. He wasn't looking, that's why it's called the outliers. He wasn't looking at the extremes. But the you and I, we're average people, right? But we can become extraordinary when we figure out what our natural gifts are, what God put inside of us. And we all have natural gifts buried inside of us. We learn what those are, and then we practice them for either that hour a day or go for that 10,000 hours. We can become masters. And one of the reasons... Why I love Clifton Strengths. You guys have, if you've been following me at all, you hear me talk about this a lot. Clifton Strengths or Strengths Finders is that it helps you discover what your natural talents are. And it's been proven if you work on what you are already good at, you be, you can become that master. And I want to share with you, some of you who have done some trainings with me know this story. But it was a study that Gallup, Don Clifton, who discovered and wrote the whole, did all the study on Clifton strengths. This is a real study they did. And it goes on. I'm actually just going to read it because otherwise I'll mess up the story. But the story starts with two groups of readers, the gifted and normal. 
And the gifted group was reading at a remarkably high rate with comprehension at 350 words per minute. The second group, the normal group, they were reading at 90 words per minute with comprehension. The researchers decided to put both groups through the same speed reading course to see what would happen. The faculty apparently flipped out and said, no, you can't do this, Don. This is going to mess up the kids. They knew what would happen. They said, you're going to take this natural talent and mess it all up by trying to put in a structure and develop it rather than allowing that natural talent to just flourish on its own. But Don Clifton said, no, it's just reading. Let's try it. And they did. And here's what happened. So the normal group, who were already reading at 90 words per minute, went through the speed reading course, and on the other end, they improved to about 150 words per minute with comprehension at about a 66% increase, and which is pretty darn good, right? The other group, the naturally talented kids, here's what happened with them. The gifted kids, I should say. So they were already reading at 350 words per minute. Here's what happened. This is going to blow your socks off. The gifted group went all the way up to 2,900 words per minute. That's 828% increase. That 828% increase improvement by taking the speed reading course when they were already gifted in reading. So do you see how when you take what you're already gifted and you work at it and you practice it, you can become a master at it. So that was the big results of that. And there's more room to improve in areas of your natural talent than weaknesses. But here's another interesting thing they found out through this study. is they expected that this group, they were high school sophomores, they thought that they would, the gifted group would know that they were gifted in speed reading. But you know what? Only 10% of them thought that they had a gift in speed reading. They just thought it was normal to read that fast. And they thought the other group was just slow. So so that's why assessments like the Clifton Strengths are so great because most of the time we don't even know that we are naturally talented in something. Because it comes so easy for us, we just think that's normal. But what we don't realize is it's we're not the normal ones. We're ex, we're naturally gifted in that area. Because we look at other people like, well, why can't you do this? I can do this so easily. But it's because it's your gift. It's your talent. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I'd heard the study before, but I never heard that second part that only 10% of of them even realize that they were gifted in that area. So I'm going to leave you with three final thoughts, three, three things for you to work on and think about. The first one is identify what are you naturally gifted at. And if you haven't done it, I love the Clifton Strengths Assessment. You can get your top five talents for $19.99 or for $49.99, get your whole 34 talents assessment. And again, if you follow me at all, you know I am like obsessed with Clifton Strengths. I just think it's such a powerful tool. So 
I have invested in a study course that I am taking right now with them. And I'm going to be adding, I've always used it in my coaching with my clients, but I'm going to be adding an entire new coaching that's 100% focused on Clifton Strengths and how you can take your talents, turn them into strengths, and it will help you excel in your career and your life. So stay tuned for more information. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you saw my post this morning. And you can see some of the things that when you dive into this, that can happen in your life. It's pretty darn remarkable. So I'm super excited to bring that as a whole nother level of my coaching. And just a hold on, because I'm not ready to like put it all out there yet. But next week, I should have all the details ready to share with you guys. So if you're interested in that. So just... Figure out what are you naturally gifted at. If you're not, if you don't want to dive into that assessment, just ask some of your friends. Ask your closest, you know, friends, your family. Like, what do they think you're really good at? And it could be a trait, it could be how you think, all of those kind of things. So do that first. Or also just think about what areas have you done well in your life that you enjoy doing? That's normally a talent that you do well and you enjoy it. The second thing is, what skill do you need to be excellent at in your field? So what are the skills that you need to be excellent at in your field? And then how many hours a day or week are you willing to put into studying that skill? So figure out what are you naturally gifted at? What skills do you need to become excellent at so you can become that high achiever in your field? And then what are you willing to dedicate for studying that? Is it going to be that hour a day? Is it going to be time it? Find your 10,000 hours. (laughs) Um, Supposedly, that's how the Beatles got amazing. If you haven't read the book, The Outliers, it's, it's an interesting read. Whether you totally agree with everything in the book or not, it's actually really, um, a great, I would definitely highly recommend picking up the book. You'll get some great insights on that. So that's what it takes to become a high achiever. And you know what's beautiful about this is we all have different talents and strengths, but whatever they are, it's just studying. It's just spending the time. So if you're willing to put in the time, you too can become a high achiever in whatever area you want to. All right. Well, maybe not whatever area you want to, but whatever area you're gifted at. Okay. (laughs) All right, my friends. Until next time, have a great day. It's Friday night here. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be having some quick podcasts up for Saturday, but this is going to be on Saturday. You'll hear this one. So enjoy your weekend. Happy Valentine's Day too. And uh, if you listen to this in February, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow because we're continuing our 100 days of podcasting. 